0: Hello, I'm Sandra Gilman, Chairman of the American Theatre Wing, with our Board President, Doug Leeds. Welcome to today's program. Working in the theatre brings together everyone, from performers and directors to playwrights and producers. It gives all of us a rare opportunity to see the people who create theatre engage in conversation with one another.
1: With more than 850 guests during the 30 years that these programs have been on the air, Working in the Theatre allows all of us to hear from the people behind the characters, the stories and the productions that draws each of us to the theatre.
0: We hope you'll enjoy today's edition, as we share yet another unprecedented forum for a meeting of theatrical minds.
1: And we'll be back later to tell you more about the work of the American Theatre Wing. But right now, please join us for Working in the Theatre.
2: From Broadway extravaganzas to smaller venues off-Broadway and in productions across the country, musicals tell a story through song, dance, and dialogue. Hello, I'm Melissa Rose Bernardo from Entertainment Weekly for the American Theatre Wing, and I'm joined by four performers who will share their stories about making musicals come to life on stage. Our guests today are Roger Bart from Young Frankenstein, Brian Darcy James (laughs) from Next to Normal. Priscilla Lopez from In the the Heights, and Sherry Renee Scott from The Little Mermaid. Welcome!
1: Hi! Hi! Hi. Hello!
2: (laughs) I'm looking at your Broadway credits. Do you purposely seek out musicals?
3: I think most actors want to do anything they can that's going to stretch them or give them an opportunity to do something different than the last thing they did. But um, in terms of making decisions about not doing plays as opposed to musical theatre, Definitely not, and I would probably venture to guess that everyone here would say the same thing, but um, you know uh, m- musicals these days can o- often provide a-, a lot of different ways to uh, a lot of different ways to perform in in the context of a musical there 's all kinds of different um, ways of delivering a musical these days and the structure and the, and the, and the creation of them uh, off Broadway has a lot of um, i think maybe a little more chance to to kind of open up the the, the parameters of what a musical is and how they're they're produced. But the long answer is no.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's true, what he says, that that nowadays, the the musical theater's changed, and it sort of takes in a lot more than it did before. Because, I mean, I've been doing this for a very long time, when I first started. I was just in musical theatre. Uh, in the chorus, and then started doing roles and all of that, and worked my way up to, you know, principal in a musical, new musical and all that, and then made the conscious decision to, okay, I'm gonna do plays now. And just stopped with the musical, because there was, there was a time when there were these slots, and you were either a straight actor or a musical actor, you know. And so I made that conscious decision. And then spent many years just doing plays. And now that I'm doing a musical again, You know, the people who come to see musicals, too, they seem to be Mm -hmm. just geared to the musical theatre. Because they say, oh, we're so glad you're back in the theatre. I'm going, (laughs) no, I've been here for the last (laughs) whatever, you know. They just don't, you know. So it seems the audiences are sort Mm -hmm. of um, in their departments also. But it's true, in terms of how the musical itself is changing now, that you no longer are just a singer or a dancer or an actor. You have to do it all, you know.
5: Um, There's a practical aspect to it. Also, I think that um, musicals pay more than straight plays. <laughs> I've stayed in shows um, longer than you know was probably healthy for me, so that I could bank up money to do plays, you know, or to do off Broadway uh, shows that I wanted to do. So I think that there's also that aspect to it that there's just um, um, if if you want to do straight plays. It's it's good that you can do both because you can you can make a better living. I don't know about you. Yeah, along those
3: lines, plays, uh, musicals usually last longer. Yeah. I mean, you can be in a a brilliant play, and and the market somehow just won't allow for it to thrive unless it's a smash smash hit play. Mm -hmm. Uh, But generally speaking, I think it's true that it's it's you know it's harder to get you know months of employment more months of employment doing a play than a musical.
6: And for those who, um, who are watching who are just starting out, I, I, when I got out of college, um, I, uh, I was um, determined only to do uh, Moliere. <laughs> 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 I would only do I Restoration Comedy, well, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> for two years, in my junior and senior year, I had perfected my bow. <laughs> and uh, and then I came to <laughs> New York, and uh, and then I happened to sing a little bit, and I got a job um, in a musical, and it was my first job. And then suddenly, as Priscilla said, it was like that was my uh, niche, and then. Um, and then, what happens is, is that y- you just go, you want to work, because it was either that or bartend. And I wanted to go. And it seemed that the musical theatre for people like myself was, like, the area of least resistance. You know, I went out to Los Angeles, and it was like, a, uh, you know, nothing was going to happen for me. And I don't think that I was going to get plays right away. Um, so mm-hmm. it just ended up being the, the easiest place to start, and has always been, thank goodness, a place to, to come back and work.
5: Yeah. I'm the same. I started out as a no threat. I was a no <laughs> right, threat <right> actor. <laughs> I didn't dance. I didn't really sing in any sort of what I thought was a Broadway style, and you know I barely had any you know connections in the acting world. So I I I do that that also happens to a lot of people, myself included, where you come to do theater and it turns out that you life leads you to other things, and then you're classified as that you know? Which, at first, was strange to be thought of as a musical theatre actor, um, because I would look down on it, you know, definitely. And, um, uh, but now, I see it's like, karmically and spiritually and, you know, even as, an, as a, as a, as a craftsperson, the, m- the best thing you can do the best, the most purest, most beautiful thing you can send out into the universe. I think right now, in terms of, you know, the, the mediums that we have available, you know, television movies, you know, straight plays, it's it, there's something about doing a musical that it, it's it's not like doing anything else in terms of what you do how you feel inside and what you feel you're sending out into the world. I'm sorry to shout but here. Ah! Ah! Ah!
6: So some of the fun performing it is that, I, I mean, I had a rock band when I was in high school and college, and I, I don't know if you would, but I, mean, I know you've sung for yeah. live and rock bands. Yeah. And you know, there's something about singing with a live orchestra. Yeah. That it's <laughs> just just, like, It's like, it's just great. You know, you sort of forget yeah. that, that, you know, the most, um, the most thrilling day of uh, rehearsal, when you're putting together a big musical, always is, and unanimously, I think, yep. is yeah. the SITS PRO. Mm-hmm. you sit in the orchestra, and you watch them do their thing, and you sing along, and suddenly, it's you know, it's the most beautiful form ever. <laughs> a beast in the cage stick with me and you'll be on the stage no oh, your hat in the ring they might make you a king and you'll trade that hat for a crown you're the man you're the man about town
4: the music i always see it as this cushion that just holds everything up you know and just kind of Brings the whole production and everyone along with it, and then music, you know, just uh, it creates this emotional response in the audience. You know, to get what you're saying or how, what, how you're saying it. Just the music itself. You know, they play those little violins, and you know, so it's another character in the show. It's a very Mm -hmm. important character in the show. You know, so. But uh, one I want to punch out
6: every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, like for instance, if a character is just about to have a catharsis and you hear the orchestra about three seconds before, go. Ah, 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 and you go and thank you. Yeah. Violin number two. Yeah. Or, see, that's the trick. You know, it's very mm-hmm. tricky to kind of get us all the same thing.
2: So, how much Molière have you actually done? <laughs> I did a little
6: bit. I was paid thirty-five dollars a week, and I did the Learned Ladies in a pair of what became Uggs. <laughs> you, started you started that first trend. It was yeah, 1983, and I, I wore the first pair of Uggs. <laughs> I call them
4: Barts, by the way. <laughs> now, so.
2: Do you all see yourselves as actors who sing, singers who act? How do you classify yourselves?
4: I would say I'm an actor who
3: sings. I would, I would, I would say the same thing, if if I can say that. You know, I think audiences today are savvy. You know, it's it's the difference between – I'm probably going to ostracize the whole opera world, but you know, the, the, the flap there is that, you know, when you go see an opera, it's, it's more about the technique, it's more about the sound, it's more about the, the, the song and the voice, as opposed to the character, or, the, or, the, or what, it, what it takes to craft a character. And, and, you know, it's all about function, too, but I, I think it's required to, to act. It's definitely required. <laughs> a wild twenty five and I loved a white soul alive, but now I believe I would
2: settle for one who can drive. What about dancing? Priscilla possibly accepted. Mm-hmm. Are you actors, singers who move well? Or how comfortable are you all with dancing? <laughs> how much do you
5: how much do you dance? D- it depends on what's forced upon one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know there are a lot of people that are inc- really f- fantastic dancers who sing and are actors. Um, it's just not something – luckily, I have fantastic mm. rhythm. Um, but other than that, it's just – you roll with it, and you lie, basically. You lie, <laughs> do a lot of lying, and you've had a lot of training, and you can do anything they ask. And And then you get into the room and hope that you can. <laughs>
4: Well, I started as a dancer, and I was very – and I'm really happy that I did start as a dancer, because as a dancer, there's a discipline that's required. You know, it, it's like, you just do it, and you do it again, and again, and again. And it kind of set a, a path for my life. You know, I, I just I had that very dancer mentality of just, you just keep going, you know, <laughs> and you don't question. Which is not always good, but to begin that way, it, it was fine, and, and I just found that it, it created a discipline within my work that helped me, and within my life, too, that helped me all along the way. And um, and also, when I sp- – because a lot of times, I'll go and speak to young kids in schools or whatever, and I always tell them, you know, if you can study dance, because it, it's very good to be in touch with your body. You know, there's nothing like being able to, especially in a musical, you know, if, even if you're, if you're not a dancer, you're an actor to be able to have control of your body and fly across the stage and and be in control of it and, and create things that you couldn't possibly. Or sometimes just when you see someone walk across the stage, and if they they don't have that sense of what their body is and you know, they're schlubbing along and they're supposed to be this, you know, beauty queen or whatever they're supposed mm-hmm. to be, and you go, you know, so it, it's it's really important, I, I think, to. If you're young, it's something that you should definitely do because it can only help you in every way, shape, and form. You know,
3: the dancing that I've been asked to do has been really fantastic because it, they're kind of piecemeal in my in my career. You know, uh, getting lucky to get a job and then and then some some um, courageous choreographer saying you're going to do this and just having blind faith that that I can, which is tremendous because usually I can't. But but but. It, the challenge of it has been really rewarding in a couple of occasions where I've, I've got done with it, and I, and I thought, hey, I, I did that. Whereas I don't necessarily see myself as being capable to kind of walk into a room and say, yeah, I can, I can do whatever you want me to do. But I, I do feel fairly confident that, you know, there are definite limits to what I can do as a dancer, but I'm pretty game to try. And the people that have asked me to try, I'm really grateful to, because that doesn't usually happen. So I always find them really, really, really thrilled. When 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 I get the chance to see that, and I was actually um, i don't to embarrass you, but you know just seeing Roger dance on, on uh, in, in the clips for um, uh, uh, putting on the Ritz. I mean he's a good dancer, and I think oh. I, no no he, <laughs> he, he, he is. You is. look at him, he's mm-hmm. a good dancer. The point the point I'm making is that <laughs> is that not often do 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 you get to ask are you asked to dance, and it's great when you can mm-hmm. show up and say yeah I can do that. But
5: yeah. I have to say acting is the most important element of everyth- everything. Yeah. Whether you're dancing or singing, you know, to tell the story, is your, that's your job. Mm. And it's, that's what is so interesting about being an actor, that people think it's about you, and it's so not about you when, when, you're, when you're really doing your work. It's, it's about you telling the story. And whether you're dancing or singing, the acting is the most important thing that you have to concentrate on. It's great to know your body, it's great you have to do that, you have to be in touch with that, you have to be able to be comfortable singing. But the most your biggest requirement you can you can get through any of that if you can focus on telling the story, I would say, mm-hmm. don't you yep, think? I agree. But they're all mm-hmm. acting, you know. When right. you're dancing Exactly. You're, acting, you're singing, you're acting. If yeah. you're acting though. Yeah. It's yeah, all that's acting, true. yeah.
4: And it's funny, because um, a lot of dancers think they can't act. And they're the most expressive. When you see them dance, mm-hmm. they're, they're telling these incredible stories, you know? And, um, and it's just translating that to here, but it's all the same. Or you see these incredible singers, when they sing, they're just – and then they start to speak. And you know, and they have, it's all connected. They just haven't experienced it enough to connect it mm-hmm. and make it as one. But mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all the same.
2: So you don't consider yourself a good dancer?
6: <laughs> I'm a wanker actor, single <laughs> dancer uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I The first time I was taught, I had to dance in something. I, was, I, I, I left the rehearsal early and quit the job. And then I was called later and said, no, come back in, I'll help you. Was, what was
1: it?
6: It was Tommy, the first national yeah. Tommy. and. Uh, I was way Salento, suit. you know, I sort of tucked myself in the back and <laughs> I was like in a field position within <laughs> 10 seconds. I was like, <laughs> you know? and, uh, and Lisa Mordente, so sweet, kind of took me another room and she sort of just broke everything down. And it turns out that I loved it so much because I, I was sort of always acting through stuff and was mm-hmm. a clown and I knew my body pretty well. And, 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 um, and suddenly, dance was a great form for me to be able to express through, a, a, you know, a, 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 a a larger form of expression of, of emotion, and suddenly i so uh, – once I understood it and, and felt so in it, um, it was a great form of expression for me. It was explosive for me. It felt like I could really use my body. And then mm-hmm. and uh, so it was thrilling to to build that confidence, and although I still can't believe that I've – you know, like, I was in the Producers for a while doing, a, you know, what is a Fred Astaire number? <laughs> but I, I remember one of my favorite things to do uh, is to to choose to believe as a character that I'm the, g- that I believe that I'm the greatest dancer who ever lived, because <laughs> that <laughs> makes for cool. very funny um, <laughs> movement. Um, because I'm not, <laughs> and um, and so, but when I believe that I am, it is hilarious to look at because then I create a fool. That's that's largely the way that this formula of a fool is. You know, is that Uber belief in myself, and then suddenly I'm a joke, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know it. That's my it. favorite.
1: That's the best. I like. You, know. you are. Joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did a, a
3: production of Carousel. I was in the ensemble of Carousel ten years ago. This is a real quick story about dancing, and I was asked to be in this amazing group of dancers. The Kenneth McMillan choreography. It was it was exquisite choreography, and I was asked to be a part of that. And so I tried so hard to kind of just catch up and, and there was one moment where we were asked to do a double tour after oh. a series of <laughs> hornpipe moves you know <laughs> it was ridiculous i'd seen So that. my last day of the show i was leaving the show and I, and i i'd worked and worked to, to the point of the fetal position that i yeah. was talking about you know just crying cuz i couldn't get it the last day I was leaving, I, I tur- Tay Diggs was in the show, and I said to Tay, we got our big clam buckets going on, we're in the wings. And I said, "Tay, you know what? I'm really going to try two tonight. It's my last time. I'm going to try <laughs> nail two. <laughs> and he took me by the shoulder and he said, why don't you just try getting one really, really <laughs> good one? But what I didn't know is that everyone had planned for a, a, a good, long time of music <laughs> to stop dancing while I was dancing by myself, <laughs> with my back turned to the audience, leading towards the double tour. So for about 45 <laughs> seconds, I was doing doo 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 and then getting ready to do a double tour. And of course, everyone's on their on their haunches like hyenas, mm-hmm. laughing at me. Oh, no! I did one uh-huh. pathetic little spin in the air like a puppet, you know, <laughs> and landed and <laughs> poked it away. And anyway, that was that was kind cool. of awful. Uh-huh. We've done the same thing with
6: people with have, it ex- non, you know, terrible singers who would all drop <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah then, you know, that's awful. then just, they'd just oh, leave them high and dry, you know. <laughs> you're you're <right>. you're
0: <laughs> cruel! Yeah.
6: Cruel, but, oh, but falling on your face is as thrilling as a big laugh, as far as I'm yes. concerned.
2: We, we love family. it. Yes, the family. <laughs> <laughs> so much love in the Broadway Yeah, it's <laughs>
5: a tough love. Evil, yeah. evil tough love. <laughs> love.
2: What kind of um, training did you all have, as far as, I guess, not much dance training for a few of you, it sounds like. But um, where did you guys study?
5: College? I went to college early, because they were doing a production of Crimes in the Heart, and I really wanted to <laughs> get into that. Um, so that was uh, – I knew um, that I wanted to uh, – come to New York and study acting from a very young age, and I st- looked up where uh, all the people I admired. Th- I, I researched the people that I admired, and I found out a lot of them had gone to the same school, the neighborhood Playhouse, studied with Sanford Meisner. And that's where I went for two years when I was nineteen. And it saved my life. It saved my life.
3: Uh, I did tons of high school musicals and was really interested in it, and um, uh, got into Northwestern University and studied theatre there. And then um, got a degree in theater, and then and then moved to New York shortly after that. So my my training was mostly at school, um, and then uh, the the odd acting class here and there um, over the years, but uh, mainly you know Bud Buyer at Northwestern University was my teacher.
4: Well, I I started dancing started dance lessons when I was about seven, and um, wanted to go to the high school performing arts for dance. Then had a little episode that <laughs> sent me in another direction, so I went for acting, and um, and I graduated from high school. I started auditioning actually for Broadway uh, ensemble when I was about 13, thinking I was really going to get in. And for about five years, um, I just kept at it, doing it, doing it. And um, when I gradu- by the time I graduated, um, I di- I didn't want to go to college because I I kept looking down the block because school was on 46th Street and <laughs> just off Broadway why am I going to go away to study theatre? It's down the block! <laughs> so I, I di- all I wanted to do was work. So mm-hmm. I just uh, – luckily, after all those years of auditioning, by the time I graduated high school, my, I got my first Broadway show. And you know, I, I just seen – back then, there was like shows after shows after shows. So I did one right after another. And, and uh, I kind of felt like those four years were my college education of just really doing it, you know, as a dancer. And then I kind of – worked my way up through the ranks.
2: (laughs) And what was that little episode at the high school, just in case people who Mm. are watching might not
4: know? Well, in Chorus Line, there's this song called Nothing, and it was about my Mm. experience at the high school performing arts in the acting department. But before I ever got there, I wanted to go for dance. And I was told that if I went to this certain school, that uh, the head of the school was an admitter to the school. would help me get into the school. So I went to study dance with her, and um, it was worse than my <laughs> acting <laughs> <laughs> experience. I mean, it, it was just so dreadful. I mean, she's saying, You're never going to be anything, and uh, you know, if you don't improve, just don't come back. So I went home crying, and I sort of told my mother, I, I can't go back there. I just can't go back. I can't go back. But I wanted to go to the school so badly that I prepared these monologues and got in for the acting, which was the best thing that ever happened to me, because it really showed me I want to be an actor. But I was a dancer. And so, when I graduated, I didn't feel like an actor, but I knew I was a dancer. So that's the route I took. But uh, I always wanted to talk. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I studied with uh, a professor, Karp, who has since died. <laughs> Just uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> A theater joke <laughs> uh, no, I went to Rutgers University. It was inexpensive, oh, cool. and um, I studied Meisner technique <laughs> also, um, which uh, conversely to her actually almost killed me more than saved my life <laughs> um, but it was it was interesting and uh, and we were um, we were, we were trained very well you know it was it 's a little strange for a um, my 17- and 18-year-old, um, some of the stuff. It, it's, it's probably a little bit better for older people, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was very useful. And, uh, and I, I got a, 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 my Bachelor of Fine Arts from there because I wanted, in case it didn't work out with acting, I could go into politics. So, <laughs> uh, that's Did you really
3: it. want to go into politics? No, no, no okay. No, you kidding. <laughs> imagine.
6: Oh
3: it's kind of the same thing exactly.
6: Mm-hmm. acting. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and yeah, that's it.
5: What is it about the – can you say a little bit about the Meissner techniques? It's about listening and answering. And then they have a lot of, you know, they're very into being specific. Um, they choose activities, meaning you learn how to actually do – acting is doing is another yeah. one of their things. When you're, when you're acting, you're not acting, you're doing something. And it's a lot of specific techniques like that that you have to fall back on when you're about to have a nervous That's breakdown right. on a night. The other night.
6: Thing is <laughs> it, they, you know, they'll qualify it would, it is, as uh, acting uh, uh, truthfully under imaginary circumstances, mm-hmm. which I think the distinction between um, where mm-hmm. he and Strasberg sort of uh, split was, um, Strasberg was more interested in, in, in going out and uh, working up stuff from your own life, and maybe some bad experiences, maybe good experiences mm-hmm. to bring on the stage. But I think Meisner felt that, that maybe that wasn't the most healthy thing um, to do uh, first stage you should use your imagination and they they talk a lot about this phrase um, the the emotional as if it is as if it is as if it was like the day that you something that's very personal for you that you mm-hmm. can um, put into to that. Uh, needless to say, though, when I'm out in the hallway, and William Burroughs in the room, and he says, go out, and don't come in until so you get tears. I was punching myself <laughs> in the face, <laughs> and reminding myself of the time it's my parents beat me! i you know <laughs> So uh, it, it was desperate, it required <laughs> right. desperate stuff. But really, <laughs> I don't dig up a lot of personal stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do remember, at times, not, you know, it was a, it's an interesting process, and it's interesting to do work while you're learning Meisner technique, because y- you can – as you're doing plays, there were different stages. You can always tell an actor sometimes where they're at with Meisner technique because they can they kind of only focus on one thing. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. like
6: there was this, we had this movement class for actors and. Uh, for some reason, everyone's arms became loose that year at college. So <laughs> whenever you went to this, like, we go to a studio production of, you know, Bents, and everybody, whenever yeah. they turned, would always go <laughs> like that. And they I always thought, oh, they are in their second year! They were doing arm work that <laughs> week, you know, so it was, it was it's, college is very funny that way, to watch everybody figure it out, you know? Uh,
2: yeah. Did you all have professional voice lessons? Yeah. hmm Yeah. yeah
4: they, Eventually, yeah. yeah. But just mm-hmm. kind of just did it, and then I think you start taking lessons when you start getting in trouble. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, what am I doing wrong now?
6: Mm-hmm. Well, there's you a know. there's a great one in New York um, who has many proteges, but she's amazing, Joan Later who, has mm-hmm. a you know, yeah. I mean, everybody has studied with her. It, I mean, right. She's really she's a yeah. speech pathologist. She's she's great. She's helped a lot of people. She's she taught me uh, how to sustain. Uh, myself through a long run, through uh, be- being one more technically proficient. She's been she's been great, but there there are a lot of wonderful teachers out there, and it, mm-hmm. it is essential because um, it's one thing to knock one out one night, but it's eight times a week, and you got to figure out how to to weave your way around fatigue. And that's isn't that true? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So, or if you're doing something where you you know the the role demands you to be you know just for example just screaming or something using right, right. using your voice in a way that you're going to protect yourself, and you can't scream every night in a way. You want it to be authentic and you want it to seem true and, and emotionally true, but you, you just can't get away with that after a long run. So you have to find ways to know how to do that. And that's when a great I teacher. I met Joan helps. later
4: when we were 15 years old in summer stock. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then we sort of parted ways. And, you know, she went her way, I went mine, and uh, years later, I got into trouble. I went to this doctor, and he said, you need to meet this person who's, you know, top of her field. And, and, I, and her name is Joan later, and I thought, no, that can't be
1: Joan. <laughs> <laughs> so I leave a message
4: on her machine saying, hello, Miss Slater, this is Priscilla Lopez, and um, Dr. Boboz asked me to uh, call you. And, and she goes, like, why are you leaving such a message on my machine for <laughs> oh, and, and I was shocked, because th- in the time that we had left, she'd gone and studied speech. Well, she she, she kind of came across this in a strange way, so it was yeah. really great. I bet she's
6: still charged the same, though, even though they were old friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, I think I get Johnny, a break. I think
4: I get a little break. <laughs> 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 no, she's great. She really
3: is. The summer stock, yeah. rate. That's
6: yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it, so the, the, our, our goal is to get insurance covering Joe later. Yeah, that <laughs> is That's miraculous.
2: That so you guys still keep up with voice lessons and all that kind of stuff? Well, yeah. you know. what are you saying? Uh,
5: you, yeah.
0: you should, but <laughs> you I just, <should>. I, I <laughs> <didn't>, you know.
5: <laughs> I think it, it also depends on y- if a different role comes up, and your voice has been used to singing a certain f- – for, for me, I, I – I started taking voice lessons because people said, you have a nice voice, and it was another kind of money revenue. I should develop it. So it was kind of a. I started, I had to do it because I didn't have. I didn't know how to sing musical theater and cut types of songs. But now it's so much more diverse um, that there are different shows that come up and require different style or different types of muscles. Once you're in a show for. You know, a year um, you use the same muscles over and over, and when you want another role, sometimes it you just it takes a while for it to to get around that part. And mm-hmm. taking voice lessons with yeah. someone like or John, thank you yeah. for the discount, um, <laughs> is <laughs> no is is great, yeah. is is so helpful. Yeah. So you do have to keep doing it, um, I think yeah. periodically. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you it'd be
6: interesting to see if 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 like. Like Major League Baseball, if they did a steroid check on all of us, <laughs> That's what every said. once in a <laughs> while, see how we. Yeah, we, we do. See how many of us are forced out of the theater. I will oh. not see Young Frankenstein. <laughs> right. Roger <laughs> Bart is on Prednisone. <laughs> Look
3: yeah. at his arms. How oh, oh, dare
6: he's Huge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, don't get the government
4: involved.
6: <laughs> Can you imagine me? You know, <laughs> yes. I did not know. <laughs> I was not aware.
4: I thought it was vitamin C. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <laughs> What are your routines like? What, are your, what do you guys have to do in order to keep yourselves healthy and running at 100 percent, or as
4: close to 100 percent 45 as percent. Yeah, you 40 can get? Running <laughs> percent, yeah. first thing, when I wake up, the first thing that I do is go mm, I say, oh, okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like neurotic, but it's the, you know, if I can do a, mm, oh, okay, then I can fall back to sleep again. And basically, for me, I don't know, it's always – you see the sh- I see the show at the end of the road for that day, you know it 's kind of like kind of geared and what do I have to do today and what can I do, and what can i do but and um, i just uh, I have a certain i I do juices you know I do a lot of vegetable juices just just for my body and whatever and and um, and i I can eat a lot during the day because i I eat early because i don 't like to have a full stomach when I eat so I, I had my dinner around four o'clock, so by the time eight hits, it's gone, and I've gotten the nutrients I need, and then maybe I'll eat after the show again. But um, I, um, I don't drink, because it it affects me in a way that <laughs> <laughs> I know, Whoa. I know, <laughs> a I'm, a, I'm a sissy, I'm a sissy. <laughs> My God! I know, Go it's terrible. <laughs> pl- that's why I like to do plays, because I get to drink. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't – you know, vocally, it really, like
6: – It just drives you out.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just does, you know, so. It's like we're
6: athletes, you know? It, it, the you thing do it, we, know. we sort of approach it like uh, – I'm, I'm I don't mean to speak for you guys, Mm-mm. but I'm sure you probably do. But yeah. it's like athletes, you know? We, we We've got a big race coming around eight o'clock at night, and, you know, we sort of got to get sleep, we have to eat well, and we've got um, um, uh, to not you have got to sleep a certain amount, and you can't go out and scream the night before, you know. You really have to sort of take care of yourself. It's right. not, As you get older, too, it's not, it's not a terrible sacrifice, but at the same time, it's, um, it's just taking care of yourself, because you're gearing all your energy towards about a two-and-a-half-hour punch. And you yeah. realize
4: it's not worth it. You know, it's just I, – I, I'd rather have the the ability to do what I have to go out there and do, than to have stayed out of too late or had that drink or whatever. You know, so uh, – um, and usually, I find when I work, I'm my healthiest, because I take care of myself yeah, the best totally. to be able to, to do it.
6: Also, I've seen – I've known so many people along the way that, you know, suffer through a show, because mm-hmm. they must live like monks, and you just go, um, why – you? you know? It's no, no, no. Why do you do that? I mean, I a, uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine, we would have conversations, and she'd have a, a pencil, and I'd say, how are you tonight? Good,
1: good, Oh, and, and no! Did you eat?
6: Oh, maybe you should get something. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was really – and I just thought – Don't this act
5: like weird. you didn't like that, though. It's <laughs> <sort of written laughs> this, <obviously>. Oh, my
6: <laughs> God! Uh, <laughs> how was I last night? <laughs> <laughs> really? I would get the multi-tap. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just nutty. <laughs> I won't mention Tapping. names. You <laughs> know who you are. Oh, my gosh!
5: No! <laughs> maybe at this <a laughs> table. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, what good. about – but we have kids. Oh, I mean, you have a kid yeah. too. Yeah, two. Young, what?
6: I two. You have two. Yeah, I'm oh, one right. your age and one to small and uh,
5: It changes. You think you think it's hard to do eight shows a week. It used to be hard to do eight shows a week when you didn't have really a life like that was your life. And then when you have kids, it's it's um, you can't believe you're doing it. At the same time. In a way it puts more a better perspective on yeah, everything. I makes agree. you realize like now am I really that fragile? You know, really, can I can't I go to the playground and run around today and you know, and then just go to work? And sometimes it just it's it's better to look, if it what, I mean, I'd be dead probably you know, if I was in any other art form that didn't require so much discipline, it it's it's helpful to one to, to stay healthy, but it's also good to um to live life and and that brings stuff to your work too, so it 's a balance of trying to be a normal human being and what do you, what do you think
3: well it 's a, a great uh, this is going to sound um, pejorative, but it 's a great distraction you know, in the best sense of the, w- of the word in, sen- in that you you have you have requirements and responsibilities that, that are other than your job that are going to make you um, more of a full person and allow mm-hmm. you to live your life and sometimes you know taking care of a child can be task oriented but it 's also the opposite of that is just, you know, the, the beauty of having a child around and, and raising yeah. a child and all that. So, that, that it, it gets back to perspective, I guess, and allowing yourself to be distracted by something more important than what it is you have to do at eight o'clock. And then that becomes the most important thing, yeah. while you're there.
6: You know, when the show is your whole life, you don't bring as much humanity to the show, you know? You, don't, you can feel it, too, mm-hmm. as, a sh- as you don't have a life for two weeks or something, and you're just doing the show. And mm-hmm. by the end of that two-week stretch, you, you, you lost a little uh, joy, and you lost a little of yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's when you go, go away, and you have a nice full day, and the show happens to you
1: yeah. in a very
6: organic way. You experience the show and you 're taken by surprise that you end up kind of uh, bringing the most of your person to it, and that really ultimately is, is mm-hmm. kind of what 's really satisfying mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. you know I think what happens is that you reach uh, you do what you need to do you know like if you need to take, because my kids are grown now, so they 're off at school and, and so i 'm into a whole other thing, but when they were little, and I was doing that whole thing and um, you 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 get the energy you need to take care of the kids, and do the shopping, and take care of your house, and go do the show. And, but you know, it, it's all part of it, and all of what you've said is so true. What do you think of the new crop of young composers out there?
3: They're necessary, and I love them. And they're bringing, you know, a new sensibility, their sensibility, and um, using everything that they've studied and, and poured over their whole lives, in terms of Know, the, the masters that have preceded them, so all of the, the- all of the theater that, that they have listened to, um, and, and respected, is there. And yet, they they have their own sensibility and their own way of communicating through music. So, I, I, what I like about that is that I, I don't th- I don't feel like um, the young composers are necessarily um, feeling as if they need to um, stay on that path and, and are. For, for for your show, In the Heights, I mean, my God, you couldn't have a better example of someone saying, this is what I want to do, and this is how I want to say it, and using the, the, you know, the idiom of the time, you know, the particular music that that is In, in the Heights. So it's, it's courageous, and it's, it's necessary, so thank God, as you mm-hmm.
5: say. I hear a lot of young composers through um, the record label that I co-founded with my husband, Chica Boom, and Ghostlight Records, and we do Broadway cast recordings. and. And um, have a lot of cast recordings of those composers you mentioned, and a lot of new ones that haven't had shows break through yet. And I think what's great is that um, a lot of them don't respect any old musical <laughs> theater. They, you know, they're they're kind of drawn to musicals by what what they've seen and what their experience is, but they they don't necessarily know you know Oklahoma or any of those old old shows, so they're not. Um, you know, it's like an independent filmmaker that's not trying to make Citizen Kane over and over and over again. Yeah, and I think in our community um, we can be a little discriminatory. Certain people can be discriminatory against. There's it, everything. The standard is always held the same, as opposed to like in film where there is a great movie like Citizen Kane, but there's also an amazing, you know, um, independent film that – Pulp Fiction. Like, Pulp Fiction, that. something that – there's so many different genres within yeah. that medium. Yeah. And I think the new crop of composers understand mm-hmm. that, that, and that's, that they believe that that's how it should be. Um, I can't wait for the first action adventure musical yeah. to like happen. Yeah. You know, it's like Cross um, the Tiger <laughs> rag, <you know. laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or maybe that story we were talking about about the kid living in the Port Authority locker. locker yeah. who's Gary Coleman. Yeah. There are all sorts of types of musicals that you know don't need to be held to one type of standard of yeah. what it was. <laughs> and this new crop of composers understand that they take in information from television, yeah. popular culture, and, and without disrespecting the past, I yeah. think that they're able to hopefully, pray to God, bring us – we're not even into this century, I don't believe yet, mm-hmm. in, as in terms of musical theatre, in terms of our, yeah. our um, relevance. You know, in modern-day society, and certainly in the Heights, Passing Strange, things like that, are beginning to bring us in there. But then there's room for all sorts of shows, like Next to Normal and Young Frankenstein, Little Mermaid. You know, um, without you know degrading anything, it it everything you know is is it's. You know, should all be lifted up. You That's
6: know, true. so. And I, and I, you kind of hope too, in some ways, that, that you wish that there were more than the theaters we had here in, on Broadway, because there is only so much room that the market can kind of hold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it, it, what she's saying is so thrilling, because if you've been around for 20 years or so, and you know, I, I, I you watch the Paul Simons, I did a, sh- a piece of Todd Rundgren's. You these incredible musicians that are used to working in front of huge groups of audience, having total control. Mm-hmm. And then they suddenly, they work on a piece, and no offense against critics, but they get sort of run out of town. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, oh, why bother? I mm-hmm. can send my message out in a concert, and I don't have to deal with all this criticism. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I don't get paid. So, <laughs> you know, it's like for a while there, that we had this kind of crazy, in the 80s, the Brits were writing that popper stuff, and mm-hmm. there was certainly no place for m- me in that, the lay Misses Mm-mm. and the Miss Saigon's. Was, it was like for voice majors, who they didn't let act too much, they mm-hmm. just, you know. and then. And then suddenly, y- these the rock and rollers had been sort of chased out. Thank God for like people like Duncan Sheik who managed to sort of sneak in. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and and there was you know some people occasionally say that you know there was a sort of a students of Sondheim th- influx that was uh, kind of o- over the heads of a lot of uh, sort of normal sort of theater goers. You mm-hmm. know that it came this crop of really hyper educated, um, incredible musicians. But it was almost like. Wow, they're like art pieces, you know, they're mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. But you just want, you know, Thanks. one c- cool thing about this season, you know, for all the stuff, you know, people saying it maybe it isn't the greatest season ever for musicals or it is or whatever, but mm-hmm. for new musicals, but look at the diversity. I mean, it's just, that's what's thrilling is you've got, you know, you've know, you mm-hmm. got Mel Brooks churning out some some wonderful uh, homages to old music and, mm-hmm. and, and Mencken doing s- his stuff, which is always. Brilliant, mm-hmm, And then we've got this influx of other people who are s- want to express themselves differently. Musical theatre desperately needs to rid itself of the kind of corny factor and move into hip. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's hard to, because we can only get so many bodies in the theatre to pay for the stuff that so many people are really used to being so cool in a concert and a movie setting, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it's tough to kind of keep that coolness, and it's tough to convince Young great musician artists that they can be cool in this 800 seat house mm-hmm. for this audience and not just say, Oh, you know, screw it, I'm just going to go out and, and do my concerts and rock the world and, and do it themselves, you mm-hmm. know. So it's, it's exciting that it's happening yeah. a little bit. And what? you're right, I don't think we're even close to what it's going to be in 10 but years. It's also mm-hmm. great,
4: like Lin Manuel in, in, in this piece that I'm doing in the Heights, our audiences are audiences that I've never experienced in the theater. First of all, there, there are so many kids that come, you know, and uh, inner city kids and people who, this is the first time coming to the theater. We need new audiences in the theater too, and they can feel that there's a place for them to come and, and see themselves up on stage and, right. and relate to that. At the same time, he satisfies the older audience, because he was raised on musical theater and he was one of these theater kids who, you know, when you go by his dressing room, so, you know, Depending on what day it is, something else is blaring from his, you know, his uh, iPod, iPod there. You mm-hmm. know, so and it's wonderful because sometimes it's stuff I'm like, going, oh my God, what is that? And sometimes you know, it's an old uh, song from some old musical. So he's very into many things, and and then incorporating the Latin.
6: The man Cole Porter said People come through for a few cold waters in a lottery ticket just to part of the routine Everybody's got a job, everybody's got a dream They gossip as I sit my coffee You smirk,
3: the first stop is people have to work Bust it, i said, like $1, $2, dollars one fifty, one sixty-nine. I got it, you want a box of condoms What kind, that's two quarters, two
6: quarter waters The New York Times, you need a bag for that The taxes got it. once you get some practice at it
4: The thing that drew me to this piece was the music i just I heard you know a sample CD way back, and I went, Wow, it just just drew me in and, and, and it 's important to have those different types of of uh, musical settings to attract different people because the theater needs new audiences, you know oh. otherwise. No, we just need to get them into the theatre, mm-hmm. you know, little, you know, at a young age, and then get them hooked, and let them be the next generation to write and create and keep going, mm-hmm. you know.
2: One thing I imagine that's rewarding for mm-hmm. you guys as actors, too, is having them there throughout the creative process.
3: There's nothing more rewarding when everybody is collaborating. Uh, there's nothing more rewarding, because it's, it's, the, it's the communal, it's the communal uh, push to get something done. And when it happens, and you know that, you know, your ideas to communicate and to explore are safe with him, him, her, her, and her, and all these people that are trying to make the same thing, that's, that's the ideal. And, and you know, it, it happens, it happens. That's the most
4: fun, because that's the creative process. Then mm-hmm. when we get to do the show, that's the, you know, recreating that and, and exploring it in different ways. But the actual putting it together, that's, that's the nitty-gritty to create, you know? And, and, and you'd say something at rehearsal, and they go, oh yeah, leave that in! You know? So you are a part of the process. That's real important. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to, to replace in a show, because you have to fit, you know, something that's been set down, and to try and bring your own stamp to it, and it just gets a little difficult. So I love to do new things, you know, and, and uh, be part of that process.
6: That's what Sherry said too. It really is. It, you know, the perception so much is that is that you know we're just out there as big giant egos on stage. And really, where we really get off is when it's not when it, we're just when everybody in the room, as Brian said, is everyone in the room is concentrating on one thing, telling the story, and we all actually become sort of selfless when it's not every man for himself in a in a process. But that's when it's uh, the most beautiful, and it even gets more beautiful when you layer in the crew, mm-hmm. as, it, because the crew is. In it, yeah, they're everybody. into it, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and they—that the, the bigger it gets behind stage and the orchestra and everybody involved in the dressers, the more it feels like it's a, a beautiful, beautiful thing, mm-hmm. right?
5: It really is. Mm. It is. It's the most collaborative experience. I mean, I think artistically, you could possibly have anyone going into it should know that. It's not like any other medium. It's, 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 it's time consuming. It's. You, you end up really you know, knowing a lot of aspects of the work that you wouldn't know. Different than doing movies, let's say, or television. I mean, anyone that's, everyone here has done all of those. And the difference is, like the, the process of theatre is the experience. Whatever your process has been, you, you carry that in. That becomes the experience. The process of that night's show is the experience that everyone has. And like, when you're doing films, your, your process doesn't matter at all. You can have the worst time you've ever had in your life, and all that matters is the result. And in in theatre, the experience is the result. So it's, it's so fantastic that way that every night is a different experience, and every night is a is slightly different result. But it, everyone's a part of that, the audience, the people backstage, everyone. And that's just, just much more fulfilling. That being said, what you put into it is much more what what you give time-wise what you give of your life years of your life sometimes to shows um you give more pathetic or unfortunate souls in pain in need this one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl and do i help them yes indeed Those They come flocking to my cauldron crying, please! And I help them. Yes, I do.
2: Have you guys done something and then found maybe it hasn't worked? And the director said, No, let's change this, or the writers adjusted it kind of for you, like they've written it and now that you're doing it. Of course. I mean, I no. think that's standard. You know,
6: I mean, they, they, sometimes they will. Uh, Cater to your uh, the parameters of your skills, and sometimes they in, uh, will take advantage of something that you do that's uh, special. And and um, I'm, I'm sure everybody here the, the 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 infusion of new ideas and new twists on things can be uh, fantastic. But it's also great sometimes when we try something for a week in rehearsal, and we say, let's go back and we'll we'll go in another direction. It's really where it's thrilling, you know
5: you can always go back to what it was. You know, it doesn't hurt to change and try. That's what you go out of town for. And any new people starting, any new composers, should, you know, need to, it, it's good to know that. that, mm-hmm. um, that that's, you need to experiment and play. Yeah. Play, play, play. And, and be safe and feel safe. And, and going out of town or being off-Broadway is, um, is, really, is really imperative.
6: The toughest thing to hear, too, when you're working with people, uh, other actors, is when you, s- when you hear them say, you know, I can't believe, how am I going to deal with these changes every night? And I just think, y- you give them a whirl, <laughs> and tomorrow they'll be better. And mm-hmm. y- you know, it's there's there's something. When you get precious about it, it becomes dangerous. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you just have to really it's your job be open, and it is your job, mm-hmm. and it's it, it's thrilling to yeah. to try new stuff and and be out on a limb. You know, that's when it's really. Exciting. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so.
3: On the other side of that coin, though, there are moments when, say, you have been working on something that is dear to you, or you feel is important to you, or that is that is just uh, completely uh, instrumental to your character, to the sh- that you see, and then it's ca- it's <laughs> been cut <caught> for whatever <laughs> reason. It's hard. That's really really hard. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's a, a walk in the park sometimes. But um, you know, going back to the the kind of it takes a village mentality. If if you can see the greater good and you're willing to to, to trust that those that are in charge, or those who are making those kinds of decisions, um, you gotta let that happen as well. So um, just to give it a little different color, in terms of the personal side of it, it it's not always suns- sunshine and roses. It can be, it can be tough to <coughs> kind of swallow those bitter pills. That's
4: why Because Because yeah. as actors, we just see it from our <laughs> point of view, you know? And, uh, It's about the whole picture, but we get so caught up in what we do, and then we take it so personally, oh, I didn't do this, I should have done that, you know. And it starts getting – and if you can just let go of that and say, Let's go for the ride. Let's yeah. just have the thing. And in the end, you know, it's, it's a show. It's make-believe. Right. That's what I love about the theatre, is that all the things that you were talking about, all these elements it take to do this, every day, we come in, you know, whenever we get in, 7, 7.30 from the stage, we've all agreed to make-believe, and we're going to play, you know? Mm-hmm. And in the end, it, for me, it's got to be fun, because it's, this business is so hard. You know, to get a job, to to succeed, all those things that when you're actually doing it, you're gonna be miserable, you know. To me the most important thing is to enjoy what I'm doing when I'm doing it and just go with the flow and, and a lot of those things, you know, when I see them size have so Fine. You want? Ah, uh, fine. It's fine. You know, it's like it's not you know brain surgery. Was a little <laughs> passive aggressive in that but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll it's deal fine. with it. But <laughs> it, 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 let's say it's true or whatever. In the end, I go, yeah, it really is fine because yeah. it's like, what do you? You know, you just do it. You it's know, also it's, our
6: it's gig too. Y- yeah. Y- the the audience wants to come and be, no matter how we're feeling. I mean, it, it is great to be there. But I can't be in a good mood every day. You know, certainly coming to the theater, but. It, it. I know. <laughs> That's why <laughs> yeah. I take. But 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 it is really important that the audience that, that our job is to make sure that the audience that we that we are having fun because they really they spend a, a lot of money they spend a lot right. of money they're there to have fun tonight you know it's not they're not going to sit there and watch me whine because of something going on
4: and when know? people say well how do you do that every night it's, hello it's my job it's
6: your job <laughs> you know that, yeah. Yeah.
4: I, I I'm a professional they pay me and I. You know, I do it. It's like, you know, you expect that of any professional, a uh, surgeon, oh, gee, I just don't really feel like cutting you open today. I mean, it's like, it's it's your job, you know? So it's it's pretty basic, and hopefully, you love your job and you want to do it, and you know, and it, everyone, it equals good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it all equals good.
2: Mm-hmm. Are there any roles that you're dying to play that maybe producers might not immediately see you in? But that you're dying to play and deep down you know you're right for
5: i mean honestly there are no there I, mean, I, I i like the idea of new roles there's no roles there's no um revival that i'd be interested in doing um i think that and i think that that's a lot of people feel that way i think that there's we're 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 ready for The new stuff. We're ready for the new shows. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, if you guys have these secret things that you (laughs) want to play, (laughs) um, music. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Go (laughs) ahead. But see, and we'll go around, and there are people listening that will hear that. But I'm appealing to the new people, the new composers. You know that. um, Will be (laughs) available. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And and I think that that's hopefully we'll start along that not i mean i think we do need, always need to do revivals and and reinvent you know old shows It's fantastic but i hope we can also you know keep moving forward with new new stuff would be great
4: yeah i feel that way mm-hmm. i that's always a question i go uh uh-uh. because you have a chance to c- really create something new, mm-hmm. you know? And, and the excitement that comes with a new thing that's never been seen before, and, and it just it has an energy about it, you know? Uh, it's important to do the old shows, because it's part of our theatre history, and, you know, different takes on it is wonderful. And you know, it's like operas. They do operas over and over. When, when someone finally said that to me, because when, when I was younger, I thought, why do they keep doing these revivals? You know, why do not they do new things? And then, you know I, they pointed out well, like an opera used they, they do them over and over and I'm like, all right okay it 's part of history, okay, so I kind of accepted it, but i 've never had a thing of oh, I have to play what 's you know i like mm-hmm. uh, I like the new too, I like the mm-hmm. idea of new
5: that being said, um, I would love <laughs> to do um, you know and plays, I think every musical theater person is always dreaming about doing. You know, straight plays. Your commitment to musical theater is a long time, and you know everybody wants to do some Tennessee Williams or some Chekhov or some Shakespeare. You know, and and it's just um, finding.
4: You know, But, you know, haven't you, know? yeah, you noticed mm. that whenever you do a play, and you're in the middle of something, you go, this would be a great, great spot mm. for a song. Exactly! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right! So, this would be a great moment for a song.
5: Doll's House the <laughs> Musical! <laughs> right, right! The things I'd
4: love to do. Just, I'd like
6: to do a show where, where there are six characters, men and women, that all change parts all the time, men and women playing both. That would be very cool. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I'd love to do is not necessarily a role, but you know, I started off singing as a pop-rock like a folky singer, mm-hmm. and I've always been in these shows that where I don't sing like me. I'm always singing, you know, keep it gay, keep it gay. And <laughs> it's just, I don't really sing like me, mm-hmm. you know. And I would love to just have a, a an original show mm-hmm. that where I get to sing from my, where I'm connected to my core and not uh, n- making a voice that just wouldn't that, that suits the way this is written, as opposed to what's mm-hmm. the way I feel like I express myself, you know.
3: Sherry and I are shopping uh, a new musical based on the after-school special where Gary Coleman gets locked in a locker in <laughs> Union Station in Chicago. That sounds like it you want to play the locker. No, no. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs>
2: So you would be playing Gary oh, Colvin? Yeah. You know? I don't know yet. I don't yeah. know. But from what Roger
3: just said, I think that my, he might have the right kind of uh, awesome vibe for it. <laughs>
2: or
5: Sherry could, could play Gary I, We have Collins. the same birthday. you, know? yeah, you
3: watch. You watch so. five years from now, they will be, you know, uh, trapped in a locker.
5: But I think that is a challenge. But like the new I Floyd mean,
3: Collins, right?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <but> <laughs> <laughs> my Gary! <and> Gary! <laughs> <Collins.
6: laughs> Get
1: out <laughs> of our <body laughs> locker!
2: Okay, you know what? Don't give <laughs> it away. I, I think we should, we right. should save it. It Don't give the the yeah. 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 away all this. your secrets. We've blown it. I, I think that's a very good place to end it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Maybe. You <laughs> want to copyright it uh, first, yeah. okay? Yeah. On that note, <laughs> thank you all. Thank you for joining us. These programs are brought to you from the Graduate Center of the City University of New York, in partnership with our friends at CUNY TV. On behalf of the American Theatre Wing, I'm Melissa Rose Bernardo, and thanks for joining us
0: for another edition of Working in Theater. The American Theater Wing has played a vital role in New York's theatrical life for more than 60 years. We stand for excellence, and we support education in the theater.
1: Best known for creating the Tony Award, our work reaches beyond Broadway and New York.
0: These seminar programs, which are supported by the Annenberg Foundation and the Dorothy Strelson Foundation, are an unequal forum for discussions with today's most creative artists.
1: Downstage Center's in-depth interviews are heard on XM satellite radio. Our grant and scholarship programs support New York theater companies and theater students. And since we began, we have given away more than two and a half million dollars.
0: Our theatre intern group helps young people who are just starting in their careers build a professional network.
1: And Springboard NYC is a two-week boot camp for aspiring actors from colleges across the country.
0: All of the American Theatre Wing's educational and media programs are available for free, on demand, from our website, AmericanTheatreWing.org.